Warning, warning, warning. Inside the Mind of Sex explores frank and explicit discussions about human sexuality. The subject matter on this podcast may contain adult themes, explicit language, and graphic descriptions of sexual acts that is not suitable for all listeners. It is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the wild and wonderful world of human sexuality. Our candid conversations with women from all walks of life will challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of what it means to be sexual in today's world. From taboo to titillating, we'll delve deep into the mysteries of human desire, uncovering the secrets that lie within the mind of every sexual being. Real talk, real experiences, and sharing real stories that will make you laugh, blush, and maybe even inspire you to try something new. So buckle up and get ready to discover the fascinating, sometimes funny, always intriguing world of sex with Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone, it's Dr. T, and welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex. Tonight's guest, you might know, she has been on the Howard Stern Show. She's been on the Bubba the Love Spun Show, and now she's been on Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's welcome Caitlin Hatley. Caitlin, nice to meet you. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh, not too bad. I am definitely ready to unwind and have an interesting conversation with you. So a little bit of background on you is um, you popped on my radar. I, in the probably late 2015s, 2016s, was a huge fan of Howard Stern. I'm, I'm kind of falling off of it lately, but I was a huge fan. And one of my favorite people on a show was your, I believe, ex-husband, Brett Hatley. Are you guys divorced? Um, Are you still married? Or Yeah, we're still married. Are you? But you're not together? No, we're together. Oh, shit. Well, let me stop. <laughs> I had no idea you guys were still together. I thought I were... I didn't follow the situation too closely, but I thought you guys had actually... You and everybody else. This is going to be a um, kind of a, oh my God, they're still married kind of a thing. So so you were on the Howard Stern show and I saw you and I was like, oh my God, this girl sounds so cute. I've got to get online and see what she looks like. And so I got on the computer and I was like, oh, she's really hot. I hope one day she gets naked. And my dreams came true. Um, <laughs> where can everybody see you naked at? So all my links are on my website. It's just CaitlinHatley.com. Um, but I'm also on OnlyFans. So I consistently post every day on OnlyFans, Fansly, and Loyal Fans. And I pretty consistently post on many vids as well. So those are the platforms that you can definitely see me. And then Twitter is at Caitlin Hatley. Um, I post there pretty consistently. And the same with Instagram. So you marry or, or get with Brent and you're living this life. And then all of a sudden you kind of get pulled into the spotlight. You know, Obviously, your husband's on a very popular or is a member of a very popular radio show, radio show. And I'm sure there were some people that kind of knew you on the peripheral, but you're actually pulled onto that show. What does that do to your life? Well, it was, he was on Bubba the Love Sponge when I met him. We're both from the Tampa Bay area. So I knew like there was a bit of I mean, they were pretty big for a long time. And there's a lot of that already with Bubba's show there was you know there was the super fans and all that and I kind of kept myself um 
away from all that. I was in commercial real estate. So I just kind of did my job and, you know, dated my boyfriend. And um, that's kind of how we were going to have things go until the Stern show happened. And we decided to do swinging together. And then we had a whole nother longer conversation about whether we should share it on air or not. And we honestly decided to share it on air only because we know that there are a lot of people out there who are thinking about trying swinging. And we figured, listen, if we fail miserably or if it ends up being awesome, we'll just share it with people so that they have something maybe to go by to know what they might be getting into before they get into it. A little bit of research, but um, it was crazy. I was working in commercial real estate in Manhattan when I started uh, going on the Stern show. And there was like, I think the COO, he goes, I just got a new car, Sirius XM's in it. I'm starting to listen to Stern show. And this is right when the swinging stuff happens. And I'm like, um, okay, well, if you hear anything about me, just change the channel. But they knew in this job that my husband was an on-air talent for the Stern show when they, when they hired me. So I felt like I might have some type of pushback if they got upset, but I wasn't sure really. I was trying to, I was trying to keep it low key. And I used to wear like super baggy clothes, like a size too big to work just so I didn't come off overly like sexual, like no makeup, baggy clothes, my hair in a bun. After that, after that happens and all that kind of comes to light, do you see changes from your coworkers? Did they, did they treat you the same way? Was it different? Did you, were you able to kind of say, oh, this is an on-air thing. It's not, you know, it's not exactly what it sounds like. Well, they knew me for about a year before I was on air. And um, the, basically the most that happened was I'd have a few people here and there who were like, I would go in their office and they would say, hey, I heard you this morning, or I heard your husband, and then would just want to, like, have a five, ten-minute talk about it. They were pretty cool about it. They weren't over the top. They didn't, like, blow me into anybody that would be upset about it. Um, and then the people, like, I had, the lady who sat next to me was an older lady and a Jehovah Witness, and she had no idea. And I made that a point to make sure she had no idea. I just didn't want to be, I'm very concerned about other people's feelings and mm -hmm. making them uncomfortable and it's not necessarily with how comfortable i am or that i'm embarrassed it's that i don't want in that setting to make somebody feel uncomfortable because i'm talking about sex on the stern show you become this kind of personality via the show do you feel like a pressure to almost play a character instead of being yourself sometimes so not not really, because the time, I guess all types of different shock jock radio is different, but Brent coming from Bubba's show, it was always all about being real and being who you are. And you might get more excited about what actually happened. Um, and you like, I knew when I went to the Howard Stern Christmas parties, they were expecting me to be wild. Mm -hmm. So I had a few drinks and I gave them what they were expecting to be wild. Um, so, I mean, I guess. You feel like maybe the craziness is exaggerated a little. Like, um, I'll give you an example. At the Howard Stern Christmas party. I think it was the last one. Um, Mamet, who actually, whatever, Brent and him started off button heads, but they became friends. So Mamet uh, brought his girlfriend, and I'm just 
I don't know if we're going to get to this, but I'm not like super bi. I'm, I'm bi situational at best. I really like Dick. So I guess, <laughs> I guess I assumed she knew that. And I was like, hey, you're so hot. They're all talking about how hot she was. You're so hot. I would totally like your pussy. That's what I said. And this is the Howard Stern Christmas party. Next thing you know, people are like, oh my God, she was assaulting his wife, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, not his wife, his girlfriend. I'm like, really? Because I said, you're so pretty, I'd lick your pussy. I don't think that that's like that over the top at an open bar at the Stern Christmas party, but. You're married, you're in this situation. How do outside influences, rumors, bullshit, how does that affect your relationship? So you've got a relationship with a person. While it's been featured on air, you're a real person, and so is your partner. I kind of, I'm not saying that it was a good thing, but it certainly prepared me for, like, adult content. Mm -hmm. And now, with adult content, seriously, like, there's, there's, I love talking to everybody on my platforms. They're great. And one person might be like, oh, you're a nasty bitch. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, block. Like, I none of that even, like, hits home with me anymore. So, I mean, if there is a blessing in disguise of all this, I would say that's probably it. It's definitely grown, um, I've grown tougher skin. And it's just kind of, instead of taking such a micro view of, oh, my God, they're fucking with me. You get a more macro view. Like, there's the whole world out there. Like, so what? This group of people doesn't like you, whatever. It sounds like it was a... It, <laughs> It's not available to everyone, but it is an amazing boot camp if you want to start on OnlyFans or, or adult content. My question is this. So you said you're still married to Brent. Are you guys yes. actually together? Yes. So that's what I was saying earlier is I feel like this is going to be like for people because I know people have been trying to figure it out for a while. Um if we were together or not and no answer people ask me on instagram they ask me on twitter and um generally speaking if somebody's asking about brent on instagram i'm like they're not here for OnlyFans. they're not here for me they're not here for content i i think the reason everybody thought that is i've completely any public persona has been completely separated from him me and him have our personal lives together. He's not in my content. He doesn't edit my content. He doesn't do anything with it. Um, and I've pretty much taken off like every picture of him and everything because, you know, as much as I appreciate everything and I'll never forget it. And I very much appreciate everything that the Stern Show did for me. I mean, I had so many immediate followers and fans and subscribers when I went on to OnlyFans. I'm just careful with all that, and he doesn't want to be in the public eye anymore. He wants to um, he wants to be a private person, so I just try to keep him away from all that. I, I can't imagine how I th that's like getting the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, that's got to be yeah. hard for as many years as he was on Bubba, and then he was on Howard Stern. That's got you know trying to go to a a, a private person. I, I wish him all the luck. That's going to mm. be hard to do. Um, but I, I really do wish him a lot of luck because that is, that is hard and it's going to be a challenge. I, I guess the only thing that he could do is change his name. Uh, I, you know, no, that's... I mean, it's not like, like uh, he understands his name. So we're going to be out there and people are going to know who he is. When I say a private person, I don't mean like, I guess officially what I mean is, um, 
you know, he's not on Instagram. He'll post some pictures of me like occasionally on Instagram or his public Facebook, but he's not on Instagram. He's not on any of the social media. He, you know, he's not on Twitter. Um, so he, he just basically actively doesn't do that. Now, that being said, um, you know, Bubba and him have been friends for years before he was even on Bubba's show. And um, Bubba will come have him come in every now and then and do a podcast with him. Um, it was once a month. It just kind of depends, I guess, on everybody's timing. So, yeah. Well, that's amazing. And, you know, a marriage that can last through, you know, the public limelight that you've been through and all the things that you've gone gone through for the last, you know, probably 10 years, that's got to be, that's got to be a, a, a positive for you and just prove how strong that your love is for each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, here's the thing too, is we're all both from Tampa Bay. So when he left Bubba, we went out to LA and he worked for <laughs> like with Mary Lou Heiner and, um, like he was out there on the radio a little bit. But we, he knew a few people out there, but it's not like, you know, buddy, buddy, like, well, we did stay with Stan Simon in his guest house. So he was good friends with him, but unfortunately he passed away, um, not that long after from cancer, but everybody else out there, we kind of knew, but not like, Hey, let's go grab a drink. So we were together a lot, Brent and I, and we'd only been together one year where we were from in Tampa. Um, and then we were kind of thrown together, just us in LA. And the same for a few years happened in New York. We really got to like know each other and become for real best friends. And we've worked through a lot of stuff. And I mean, we we really are stronger than ever. I mean, it, like all everything we've been through has just made us stronger, not not you know weaker. That's why I, I tell anybody who will listen that they that when they talk about marriage, I said marriage has never been a straight path. There's ups, there's downs, and you know you've got to have the stones to walk through it. I do feel like in this society, we're just not working through problems. We're not problem solving. We're not. We're not giving it our all before we just give up. We want immediate gratification right now, or I'm taking my ball and going home. I love, I love that we have access to everybody now with the internet and social media and streaming. I think this is great. You get to have this podcast, but it's all about me. It's all about my phone. What's going to entertain me? What do I think? What views can I look up? Instead of going, God, I'm in this with all these other people here. Like, I don't know. Maybe I should, like, get to know them. No, I mean, it's like, what can you do for me? That's why we're, we've got this podcast. It's called Inside the Mind of Sex because I want to get inside of that dome right there and find out about all the fucked up stuff that's in your head because it's probably, you know, that's the one thing that I say to people is, you know, we're all a little broken inside and we're all a little different inside. And whenever you talk to somebody about sex, you find out, oh, wait. I'm not that different. I'm not that broken. I'm not that twisted because this other person kind of feels that way or feels similar to me. So it's, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to show us that, that we all have our public facing sides, but inside in our mind of sex that, you know, we're all a little kinky and we're all a little freaky and, you know, just let it out because then you'll be able to understand me. I'll be able to understand you. And that'll be the first step to making us better people. I 100% agree. Well, then let's get started. Let's get inside the mind of that sex, Caitlin. Oh, hey, let's do it. What is your age, race, and marital status? Okay. 
Uh, so in December, I just turned 38. I am white. I mean, sort of. I don't know. Sort of. I mean, I have, I am a decent amount of Native American. I mean, I have um, family still in a, uh, on a reservation in Canada. Um, and I guess, see, I don't know. I mean, when you say white, you know, I'm, I'm Sicilian. My grandma was full Sicilian. Um, and I'm married. What is your sexuality? So I am, I, I always kind of laugh about this because it's true. I say it like this. Unfortunately, I'm pretty straight. I've, tr I've tried. I want to be bi so bad. I really do. Like I do. And um, there are such, that's why I say I'm bi-situational. There are situations with, with women. I really, I need to be a little bit closer to them. I need to get to know them. I need to feel comfortable with them. And then like, I'm good with some, some playing with women, but I'm like, okay, you know what? It's been like five minutes. I mean, I really need some dick right now. Prince, like, how are you this straight? I'm like, I don't know. I wish I wasn't. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a sexual person? Yes, very much so. On a scale of one to ten. Hmm. I feel like everybody's gonna is, is would say on here a ten. No. Um. No. Okay. Well. So, I'm gonna go with. a nine and I'm taking a point away because I also love using my brain and I love like, I love the business aspect that goes into content creating. I will sit here. Like I swear to you with no, no shooting, nothing. An average day work day for me could be like 12 hours, 10 yeah. to 12 hours without shooting any content. Um, but I love learning shit and I love like, I just love it. And when you, when you kind of feel like you broke that little mold of, or that, uh, oh man, am I ever going to figure this out? And you're like, oh my God. And you figured it out. So when I'm in that state, I'm like getting turned on by learning, <laughs> um, which I would say since learning is not a dick going in my vagina mouth or anything else, uh, it's not that sexual. So that's why I'm giving, I'm, I'm taking a point off for myself and giving myself a nine. What is a big turn off? So my biggest turn off is if you are a mean person, if you are unkind to people, if you're um, like, I will actually before in a swinging situation, I'll kind of watch how a guy interacts with other people and see if like, if the person who people are not necessarily talking to that much, if he's like talking shit about them, Or on the other hand, if he's he's being super nice to him, I take all that into account. And if somebody thinks they're going to be like a mean girl, I don't know what the guy version of mean girl is, a bully, then um, they can kiss my ass. I'm like, my my one thing is, is and I'm sure I have, but I don't want to know that I fucked an asshole. <laughs> well, you know, person, not an asshole, but an actual, like a, a dick. I'm like, damn it. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's one of your big turn-ons? So the opposite direction would be um, just being a kind person. Um, and it, But I'd say equal with that, intellectual. I need to be able to have an intellectual conversation with somebody. Um, it, it turns me on to be able to talk philosophically with people. So that's 
my biggest. Do you have a pet name that you like? Um, not specifically. Um, I, there's some people in chat that call me goddess. I kind of like that because I'm not, I'm not a dom, but I'm definitely more like I lean dommy. I'm, uh, I'm definitely, I, I hate being some. So when they give, when they nickname me something that is leans towards dommy, then, uh, then I like that. But I'm, I'll be honest, I'm pretty much okay with whatever you want to call me. Unless you, like I said, if you want to call me a sub, then I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm just going to say, listen, that's not really what I do. Um, and I'm I'm not up for being domed, but. All right. So I'd like to talk to you about masturbation. Okay. Do you remember the first time that you ever masturbated where the goal was to come? Not, you know. Sometimes when we're kids, we rub up against stuff and we don't know what we're doing. I'm talking about when you know what you're doing, you're like, oh, hey, that felt good and I want to do it again. Do you remember that? I imagine, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you said <laughs> rub up against something because that was my thing. I, I swear to you, I never masturbated until like, I don't know, I think I was, had to be 20 when I masturbated the normal way the normal way um when i was a, a kid i realized that humping things felt really good and i didn't know that i was getting an orgasm but i was and i most certainly kept going and doing that specifically for an orgasm and as a kid you don't know any better so like oh my god my mom was so embarrassed <laughs> we'd be at uh like a grocery store and she's not paying attention she's checking out and there's like a metal pole separating the two lanes and i'm just like humping that metal <laughs> pole and i mean i guess like it wasn't like i was 15 so i guess you know i didn't even know that, that i should be embarrassed by it i just knew it felt good um and then the first and then let me think i think the first time i tried it's a good one <sighs> I don't even know with, with me. Okay, so the first time I tried like actually sticking something in me, I th I never got into dildo before because I I loved sex. So like I went to USF and I would go to the bars in Tampa, which Tampa's a huge party spot, and pick dudes up and just have sex. And like that's what I did. Why do I need a vibrator? I'm having sex almost every night. Um, I had like five guys on speed dial <laughs> that I could call after I got drunk. So after the bar. So uh, one day, none of the guys were available, and I I found this this like leave-in conditioner for my hair, and I'm like, oh, it's got like ridges over down the side of it. I said, oh, I'm gonna be really smart though. I'm drunk. I'm like, I'm gonna be really smart. I'm taking this cap off because God forbid it gets stuck in me and I have to go to the the hospital or something. It's a spray bottle of like conditioner of chemicals. Every time I'm putting it up there, it's burning, and I'm like fuck is this burning it's spraying in my vagina every time i shoved it up there so yeah i mean my my masturbation stories aren't that sexy but i'm just being real that's the deal how many times a week would you say you masturbate oh okay um six let's say six on average do you have sex toys yeah, I actually, just in case, I brought my favorite out. 
What is your favorite? You want to see it? I don't know what it's called. That's I, I brought it out. because I don't know what it's called. Do you want to see it? Are yes. you allowed, am I allowed to show it? Sure. Yeah, I don't know what this thing is called. It's a vibrator, but... that is that a Lilo? I don't know. Somebody bought it. A fan bought it for me. So I had other things on my Amazon wish list. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I know you have all these other things, but I'm buying you this. And it wasn't on there. And I'm like, all right. And now... I kind of use other ones in my videos. I'm like, I can have so many fucking orgasms with this. And it's so good that I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to use anybody else. Do you watch porn? Yes. It's funny because, well, I mean, with, with, let's just be honest here. When you're doing content creation, and you're creating all this stuff and you're making your own videos. Um, you know, there's a lot of porn done or watched for research. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the porn that I always liked was like, and I actually don't really do that much with my porn. Um, it's a very little setup, like not anything like a 30 minute setup, just enough of a setup that I want to put myself in that position and, and, and switch out the characters as well with my own characters in my mind but so the problem with that is after those first like five minutes, I'm like, well, what do I need you for? I have a whole fucking fantasy scenario in my mind already. And I'm just going to fucking, you know, masturbate to that. When masturbating toy free, what is the perfect number of fingers? Hmm. Let me think. I think three. I think like these three. So what are you doing with I mean, those three fingers? Well, like I'll do two, but I think sometimes this one gets in there because just like make sure that the whole area is being touched and covered and, you know. We got to call you in, buddy. We know you've been on the sidelines. It's time to get in <laughs> oh there. Come on. I need your help over here, man. This is Caitlin Hatley. Run of the mill. It is Thursday. Or t it's Wednesday. You need to come your normal masturbation session. Tell us how it goes down. Okay. So I'm all about creating fantasies and scenarios in my own head. I can come up with some filthy fun stuff. <laughs> um, so I will play with my, my vibrator I showed you. And I have always really liked having like my clit kind of teased at first. So I'll kind of play with the vibration on that and then put it in. And I kind of just, I start thinking about, um, I start thinking about scenarios and one that's kind of my go-to that always seems to work is, um, especially if I'm, especially if I'm making a custom, it's even hotter. Cause I'm like, I'm, uh, I might not even know what the guy looks like, but I'm picturing it being that guy. And like, I'm at a, a club. And like we're dancing, we're kind of like into each other, maybe kissing and touching. And we're like, damn, we're really horny. And we go in the bathroom and we fuck in the bathroom. And I just, I'm getting into detail here. You can get into <laughs> as much like, detail and say anything you want here. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm not wearing panties and I'm letting like the cum just drip down my leg when we go back out and dance. And maybe like, because I'm wearing a dress, maybe he's able to like fuck me on the dance floor and people don't know. So like this whole, just like, oh, hey, you're hot. We were dancing. Let's go fuck and like come back to the dance floor and fuck again. 
that usually gets me off um, before making it to the dance floor. Have you ever been caught masturbating? No, I've been caught having sex. I mean, by like, thankfully, I wasn't uh, of, uh, of the age to be arrested for it. But uh, um, I think several police officers and several in a couple different parks might have um, chased me down. But one, you know what? One was super like creepy because he uh, was not again of age to be arrested and he wouldn't let me put my clothes back on and he just kept talking. He had his car parked behind me. He wouldn't let me put my clothes back on and he just kept like standing there and talking to me, staring at me and basically was like, um, you know, if you leave now, I won't tell your parents. I was like, well, let me put my clothes on. He told me no. I had to like drive away. I'm like, great. Tell me to arrest. I'm going to get pulled over by somebody else because I'm naked and I had to go down the block and put my clothes on and I'm like, he knows I'm too scared of him calling my parents and I'm not going to say anything, but that was pretty fucked to be honest. Have you ever masturbated in public? Hmm. I'm trying to think of a very specific scenario. I mean, I, I know once in Jersey city, um, after Brent had just gone back from LA and we've been talking about our separate stories of swinging, um, I was so horny. We were in this like punk bar, this heavy metal bar. And I just went into this shitty bathroom. I went in the bathroom. I was like, I got to go and take care of something. And I went in the bathroom. But um, maybe it's still, maybe at that same bar. I mean, we were fucking horned up after all that, all these sexy hot stories from when he was in LA and I was in um, uh, Jersey City still. And uh, he was, I mean, I think we ended up like, I think we both ended up making out with some chick that night. That was a wild night. So I guess I guess that would be the time. But I'm telling you, the whole masturbation thing, I've just gotten into it and just like loving it. I mean, I'm 38 and, um, you know, I, I kind of started more with doing these customs. But the thing is, is like every anytime I wanted to fuck, I just went and fucked. Like I found dick and I fucked it. So I never felt the need to masturbate or to like get a dildo so much before now. And now I'm like, oh, this is pretty nice. I like it. I like these fantasies in my head. All right. So I would like to play a game with you. And it is called. Flicking the bean. Flicking the bean. I will tell you ways that women have told me that they've masturbated. You will tell me if you've done it or not. Okay. Pillow humping. Pillow humping. Yes, certainly. Definitely because I was like grew up humping. So yeah, I definitely humped a pillow. I helped the um one of the first times I actually came from a dildo, I, I didn't put it in me, I humped it. I don't know. Don't I I I, I know. Laying underneath the bathtub faucet. No, no, I've, I've never did that. You have to have like kind of a long one, right? Like a long faucet to get your legs up under there and stuff. I mean, oh no, right? that's that's like masturbation. I'm gonna try that. That's masturbation 101. That's like when 90% of women tell me the first time they've ever come when they were in the bath, they would get underneath the faucet and let the water run right down on them and bango. Really? Yep. Damn, see, I didn't have like I went to a small school 
and I have a lot of, um, I grew up uh, in a neighborhood that was primarily LGBTQ, which was awesome. I loved it, um, but there was no kids and there was nobody to like tell me these things. And I'm an only child. So I had nobody to tell me, hey, you know, maybe you could do this with your vagina. A, a shower head. God, I'm sounding so boring. Uh, no. Uh -uh. A washing machine. Okay, so the answer is no, but I, I still, I mean, unless that washing machine is broke, you know, and it gets off of its hinges and it's, bum, bum, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, does anybody really, though? I mean, if they say, I mean, can you really? Most of the women that have been on the show have said that they have sat on it and gotten kind of started, but it's never, ever made them come. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. An electric toothbrush. No. Mm -mm. A motorcycle or any other motorized vehicle. Um, I used to, oh God, I used to hump those little like horses on the springs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it does, I have been on motorcycles and I do like the vibration and it does feel very good and it gets me horny, but I haven't gotten off on it. This next one is called edge rubbing, basically rubbing your uh, rubbing. Can I, can, Go ahead. Can I, t I, I don't mean to, to change the, the show or anything, but can I tell you uh, an interesting way that you would have no way of mentioning that I have gotten off before? Sure. Oh, and you know what? I think this works for the in public thing now that I think of it. Um, I've been in the gym since I was like a kid. I mean, lifting and everything. So uh, one day I'm hanging from the, you know, um, the, you can put your arms in them and you can do the abs mm -hmm. You can hang from the, okay. So I'm up there and I'm, I'm bringing my legs to my chest doing the abs. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it mimics like my humping or whatever. I don't know. But at like 30 or 40 reps, I'm like, oh my God, this feels good. So it's just like with anything when you're horny. I mean, I had, I did 80 of them just to get that orgasm because I knew it was going to come. I was chasing it while I was doing this in front of everybody at the gym. I'm at the gym and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do when I do orgasm? Fuck. So I'm kind of loud and very expression. So um, I had to try to like keep my, my face concentrated and not doing the O face and um, screaming. And once I realized that I had ripped abs because every day that I was at the gym, I was on those things and I was having an orgasm and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this in front of everybody. They knew what I was doing. Oh my God. You're fucking shredded and coming all the time. It was crazy. I'm like, I couldn't do 80 to a hundred of those things unless I was chasing an orgasm, but Jacuzzi jet. Hmm. Okay, so that I haven't gotten off from, but I've definitely played with. That is a good one. I didn't think of that. Yes. And that was flicking the bean. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. T. Let's take a deep dive into the world of pleasure tech. Oh, yes, we're talking about the game changing device known as the Motor Bunny. Buckle up. Or should I say saddle up? Because this is going to be one wild ride. So what is the Motor Bunny you say? Well, picture this. It's a straddle style sex machine that's engineered to deliver earth shattering orgasms. Oh, and did I mention you can enjoy this solo or with a partner? That's right, let's share the love. 
Now I know what you're asking, what sets this apart from its competitors? Well, first off, it's extremely affordable. Second off, it's teeming with features. Not only does it have a range of attachments for you to experiment with, but it also boasts app integration. That's right, control the pleasure from your smartphone. Imagine the fun and all the long distance possibilities. In terms of versatility, it can be customized with an array of attachments. Most of these include insertable components for that satisfying internal stimulation. In other words, this machine is your personal playground. However, what really catches my eye is the comparison with its closest rival, the Sibian. Not only is the Motor Bunny superior quality, but also more technically advanced. And the cherry on top, it costs so much less. So you're getting more bang, pun absolutely intended, for your buck. If you're looking to elevate your pleasure game, the Motor Bunny is like having a VIP ticket to the Orgasm Olympics. Whether you're riding solo or spicing things up with a partner, this machine is the pleasure tech you didn't know you needed so bad. Motor Bunny is teaming up with Inside the Mind of Sex to offer our listeners an amazing discount. Go to MotorBunny.com and when you check out, use the promo code INSIDE to get a nice, thick discount off your order. That's MotorBunny.com, promo code INSIDE. Hey, happy riding. Can we talk a little bit about your sexual history? Okay. At what age did you lose your virginity? 15. Was it a positive experience? Yeah, I look back at it now, though, and the guy was 21, so it probably maybe should have, like, you know, I thought about that, or maybe he should have, I don't know. But uh, for me, yeah, it was. And I was so sexual, he was actually shocked that I was a virgin. He was like, oh, shit, you told the truth, you are a virgin. I'm like, yeah. Tell me about the first time that you came face-to-face with a hard cock and what was running through your mind. So, it had to have been that first, it was definitely the first guy who I had sex with. Um, and I'm still as a day, I love examining cocks. <laughs> you know, I know and I totally appreciate and understand um, that lots of women don't want dick pics in their inboxes and stuff. I don't care. I'm like, if you're willing to give me dick pics, if you want a video of you coming to me, like I'm down, I'll watch it. I'm not going to rate it unless you pay me, but I definitely am super interested. I love just like looking at different types and sizes and I'll, I'll take it and I'll be like, hmm. and you know, kind of pretend like it's Darth Vader on the top of the head. And so that's, that's pretty much what I did that to more, more so than I do now. But how many times a week would you say you have sex? Oh, man. Uh, so I don't... So if we're talking... If we're including shooting content, too, I only shoot, like, two to three times a month. Mm-hmm. So... Ten? Does size matter? Depends on the person. Um, I have had sex with somebody who, um, for content, who has like, I mean, like, like, if you were to look at them in a lineup of dicks, you'd be like, well, this is a great dick. Um, It just doesn't do anything for me. Like I said, it's a great size. Like, it's not even too big. It's thick. It's like all this. But 
um, this doesn't do anything for me. So I've found that, you know, some people can have huge dicks and you're like, oh my God, that thing's going in me. And it's like, fuck, that was awesome. And some people can have smaller dicks and you're like, well, goddamn, I was not expecting that. I had this one guy, I don't squirt, this one guy, I had my knees on the couch, legs together, facing the back of the couch. And he, he had a thick, a pretty thick dick. But it was only probably like five inches, maybe. Um, which, for the record, I believe five inches is average size. But he was about five inches. Maybe, I don't know. Anyways, because it was a little bit, it wasn't like, you know, this massive dick. Because it could just go like this, and it didn't have to go all the way in and out. It got me to um, just squirt just a little bit. Just a little bit. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is great. So, I mean... I hate to give this complicated answer, but it kind of is complicated. I mean, when you've had as much sex as I've had, you realize that you can't always say this one's going to be better than that one. Have you ever faked an orgasm? No, I, here's the reason why. Um, I'm not going to, first off, whose benefit is it being faked? I, I told you I'm not, I, I, I love, I, I have, like I, I'm friends with Subgirl. I love her. I love, I don't judge. I'm just not a sub. So in my mind, the way my brain works is well, that's benefiting you. My fake orgasm is benefiting you. And if you didn't give me an orgasm, not only am I going to pretend like you did, I'm going to let you know you didn't give me a fucking orgasm and I want a fucking orgasm and it's not fair that you came and I didn't. So like, maybe you can get your tongue going. I don't know, something, but... No, I, and my orgasms are so ridiculous. I mean, like not ridiculous, like silly, but they're huge. I mean, they're like, they're uh, like full body orgasms. I mean, I'm out to the world for like a few minutes. Um, so it's really hard to fake and I'm not, I'm not going to do that for somebody else. Like I want an orgasm. You didn't fucking give it to me and you need to give it to me. <laughs> well, we've actually had sub girl on the show. She was very nice. She is so sweet and awesome. I, I I love working with her and just hanging with her. She's really cool. Do you have a kink or a fetish? Hmm. I know I do. Um, huh. So funny because I love kinks. I like, I love exploring people's kinks and I love doing all that, but when it comes to me, I can't think of anything very specific that I have a kink about. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about that one. I don't think so. All right, so I'd like to play another game with you. Are you ready? Uh, sure. It's called Rapid Fire Rating. It's a rapid fire rating. I will give you a sex act. You're going to score it on a scale of one to 10, one being eh, 10 being the best. Are you ready, Caitlin? I am ready. Spanking. Uh, I, I really do like being spanked to an extent because I may have a big booty and I like seeing the red handprints on it. So I say giving and taking. 10 10 wow hair pulling oh 10 
Oh, like, I don't know, maybe 20 on hair pulling. I am, I know I have a lot of hair and people are like, don't want to just assume that I like it being pulled because I have it, but I do. And if they don't, I will, if they're fucking me doggy. I will take my hair and I'll say, here, pull it, please. Um, kind of dom me even when I'm asking to be domed. Choking. Eh, nah, I mean, I'm like, I don't want on that. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I, It's hard, though, because there's some people who I'm very, very comfortable with, and I don't mind if they put, like, their hand around my throat and stuff and put a little bit of pressure, but mostly, no. So it took, what, that'd be like a two then instead of a one? Yeah. Giving oral sex. Oh, I love it. So 10. I mean, I call it, uh, I do a Tool blowjob, so, like, obviously I can't do it on OnlyFans because I don't think Tool would appreciate having their music put on OnlyFans, but... um put on tool and i will like suck dick to the rhythm of fucking tool playing and i make <laughs> i can make guys come who don't ever come from oral from blowjobs if tools play getting oral sex oh i love it i mean they know what they're doing so um oh god somebody who knows what they're doing a 10 somebody who doesn't yeah i'll do i'll go with an eight because it'll still turn me on Pegging. Um, so this goes with uh, like maybe my kink is I enjoy other people's kinks. Like I really like to explore, help other people explore their kinks. And um, so if somebody's really into, really want to try it for the first time, or they're into pegging, then I'll I will do that for them. So six. Swallowing. I I I I put myself out there as being completely truthful and real, so I'm gonna be truthful and real. Um I a six on that because it's not that like I don't know, the texture is just I don't know. I'm weird about texture. I don't like pickles on my sandwich because of the texture. I don't know. So I think it's gonna have to be a six for that. Anal sex. Oh, God, zero. Well, one, I have a video. It hurts, man. I mean, they love it. I have one video and people love it because I'm being, I'm, I'm being for real, but I'm also like, ah, the fuck? What are you doing? So it's a little tough. Rough sex. I like rough sex. I like rough sex, so I hate to keep going with 10, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to do it with my ifs, ands, or buts, but, uh, Oh no, maybe nine because I like I like it in this. I like it when um, we're both being rough. Like like I'm so into you, I want to tear your clothes off, and we're both just like going at each other and fucking. That's oh, yeah. what I consider rough sex, and I'm assuming that there's plenty of people who don't consider that rough sex. So that's my definition, and I'll give it a nine. Biting. Hmm. I'll give it a five because sometimes it's it's nice, but I've had in college, I had somebody who just was like biting the fuck out of me. I'm like, what is wrong with you? That's not fine. Missionary position. Oh, see, I mean, you got to give that one a 10 because you can be in so many different positions in missionary. I mean, there's like a million different things you can do with missionaries. So yeah, fucking yeah. Anything fucking is a 10. 
doggy style. Oh, yeah, 10. <laughs> Riding a dick. Oh, I'm 20. 20. <laughs> so it sounds like if we if we had to pick two... What we should do is have you ride our dick, and while you're riding our dick, we should reach up and grab your hair. Yeah, I mean, my hair's long enough. I guess that would work. You could have a third person back there grab my hair while I'm fucking. I don't know. But yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really hot. How do we make this happen? Do you have any ideas? Because, um, I don't. I'm checking, I'm checking flights to Florida. I was there, I was there last week. I was, I missed, <laughs> I missed my chance. Um, and that was. Rapid fire rating. What is your bra size? So I lost a lot of weight recently. And so I think I'm at a... I haven't bought a new bra. I keep buying bras and they're too big. Um, I think it's like a 34 double D. Have you ever flashed in public? Yeah, I mean, so, God, I don't know what it was, okay, I don't anymore because Florida, here in Florida, they made a rule not that long ago that um, if you get caught, um, I, maybe it's not flashing, but like, if you get caught fucking in public, you get on the sex offenders list, Yeah. so I try to stay as far away from anything like that as possible, but when I was like in college and stuff, and I'd be riding with my boyfriend and his friends, and we'd be, like, on the interstate, and I'm like, yeah, look at my tits. Um, when, when I got my boob job in college, um, fuck yeah, as soon as I got my boob job, I was, like, in line to get into the bar, and all my friends were with, around me. Like, I saw them in line, and I'm like, look at my new tits! <laughs> do you like nipple play? I do. Um, I like with anything. It's always, when are we getting to dick? I am up for, um, I am not up for, I enjoy some nipple play and playing with my tits and sucking on them and stuff, but like, you know, don't make it like 15 minutes long. I mean, let's like get to some dick at some point. I think that's kind of my thing with blowjobs too, is blowjobs feel nice, but at what point do I get to the pussy? It's like, yeah, it's great. You're doing great, but you've got this thing between your legs that's going to do magic to me. So let's skip the part where it's you- feel so much better. <laughs> I want the real thing. <laughs> what turns you on physically about women? God, I am such like a personality person. It's hard to say because somebody can open their mouth and I can't tell you, like everybody could say she's a 10 or he, but we're talking about women, um, a 10. And then I can't tell you what I would have thought of their looks if they hadn't opened their mouth. So let's say they're on a stage and I don't have to, have to hear them. Um, I like, I like their tits. Um, I like ass. Um, hmm. I guess, I guess that would, I'm so obviously not bi. I guess that's what I'm into. I'm thinking of like, when I go to like a strip club, I don't really want to see like, um, a size zero chick stripping. I like, I want a little bit of butt, a little bit of tits. <laughs> have you had sex or an orgasm today not yet I'm planning to though afterwards I have I actually have it planned yes <laughs> oh so you had it planned even before you got on here 
Yeah. So when I thought it was at 6 30, I was like, all right, so about eight, I'll be. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I can push it back an hour. <laughs> do you believe in no strings attached sex? I do. I mean, yeah, I've been in the swingers lifestyle for a while. There's um there's plenty of people who you can end up being friends with and uh, you know, kind of grow it's not really a strings attached, but you're still growing a friendship. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, absolutely. I mean, as a swinger, I, I would if if I didn't, I'd be like uh you know, dating everybody that I swung with. What's the shortest amount of time that you've known a person and then fuck them? Seconds, because I've been in orgies at like at swinger events. So like not known them at all. And it was like, oh, well, I guess I'm jumping into this. How do you feel about cum? Um, so we talked about the, the so it's weird because I will we talked about the swallowing before. And I will actually Last time I gave, well, not the last time, but recently we had a blowjob and I swallowed it and I was totally, it was fine. It just depends on the deal, but on the time. But um, I kind of in it, I wouldn't say that I'm into come play, but I'm also kind of think it's hot. Like I don't mind having come on me. It dries too quickly. But other than that, um, I, I like come. If not in you, where do you want come on you? So I do like it on my ass, but I can't see it. So that's a problem. Um, I kind of enjoy, I don't know why. I did a video when I got caught on my face not long ago at New Jersey Exotica. And it was a goofy video and I ended up posting it. But I don't know. I like it when it's sometimes it's on my face because it's all driven down. And I'm like, just, I just be silly with it. So um, I guess face, pussy either have you had a threesome foursome or more some all of them yeah um what's yeah. the most what's the most people that you fucked in one night i went to i did one like orgy type um video but it was with our friends who were also in swinging lupe and Misha. um oh. we met them through swinging and then they obviously they're lupe and Misha. But we met them first through swinging, um, and they put together like a, a uh, kind of like an orgy with three girls and ten guys. And I was a little nervous because it was like the first time I was doing this, especially for film and stuff. And it being great, like it was more of like a swingers thing than it was in my it, than like a content thing. And um, I thought I'd be like, I don't know. And next thing I know, I'm like on my hands and knees, wiggling my ass, like well, I need more dick. Man, what the fuck's going on? Who hasn't come yet? Um, it was, so it was great. And I fucked that one. I think one guy came with somebody before I got to fuck him. So I didn't get that dick. But I got like nine that night. What's the most taboo sexual thing you've ever done? God. I mean, pegging's not all that taboo. We talked about that on the Stern show. Uh, I don't know. You want to throw out some examples for me here? Because I'm probably a blank. Like, I don't know what's considered taboo and what's not. I mean, just, you know? it really, it's really, it's, 
it's not about what I think. That, that's kind of what my whole theory behind the show is, is, is what you think. So if you think it's pegging taboo. is taboo, then pegging is taboo. Okay. I got one that's taboo then, and this has to do with public sex. Um, my ex-boyfriend and I, his, his, uh, we were on the Hillsborough River in Tampa, and he were on a jet ski, and it kind of broke down. Like, it sucked something into the exhaust or something. And it was only going, like, four miles per hour. And I'm like, well, it's going to take us, like, an hour to get back, so um, let's just fuck. And it was just before twilight, and on the Hillsborough River, people live on both sides of the river. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, they're right up on the river, their houses. And it's a nice day out. I'm, you know, I'm sure people were coming out in their yard and stuff. And I'm like, it's not. It was pretty obvious. I mean, I, I was fucking riding him on a wave runner, which was also very difficult because going that slow, there's not balance. It's like a bicycle. There's mm -hmm. not enough balance. So you're like, and I say taboo because I look back. I do consider other people now. And um who knows you could have come out and seen that and i probably shouldn't but whatever it is what it is would you like to watch your mate have sex with someone else yes i do um uh again you know we're swingers and it's it's hot like seeing him have sex with somebody else or um like seeing him enjoying himself and i have a little bit of i don't know I, I i anyway i don't know but i do really like watching him have sex and i'm more so even than that because he was on the radio for years and he's he's good. i know plenty of people say otherwise but he was really good on the radio and he can describe things in such detail and it's so like captivating so i really like it when i'm fucking him and he's telling me in detail like what they did, how he was feeling at the time, what he was thinking, and like how good it felt while I'm fucking him, um, just telling me his stories, and it really gets me off. Do you like when he watches you fuck? Yes. Um, I've, if I wasn't so scared of getting in trouble, I would be much more of an exhibitionist because I love like fucking in front of people. I love, um, I enjoy being watched fucking a lot. So, yeah, I do. It, it kind of, it turns me on him watching me fuck or anybody really, but obviously more so my husband. What is your body count? Oh my God. I was thinking about this the other day. I have no idea. So when I, before we were swingers and before I did anything with uh, adult platforms, um, when I first met my husband, I was at 52 and I was 26 or I think 27. So now, fuck if I know, I mean, I've fucked so much in between swinging and content creating. It's gotta be hundreds. I don't know. What is on your sex bucket list? God, I've like, I've done everything before. Oh, my sex bucket list. Oh, uh, shit. Hmm. I, I've done like everything that I have come up with in my mind thus far, I have done. Um. Oh, but you know what? I would really like to live out that fantasy in the club. 
or I meet somebody. I mean, I did that. In, well, I did that in college, but still, maybe that's part of why it's my fantasy. But I did that in college, but I'd like to do that um, now. Hey, Siri, find me flights <laughs> to Tampa. Here's what I found. $38. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> tell me about the biggest orgasm you've ever had. Okay, so uh, we were at, my husband and I were at a friend's, a swinger friend's house, and um, they had had some swinger couples over. So there was a few, so maybe eight of us or something. And um, Brent and I had both been fucking all night, like with everybody and stuff. Um, and at the end of the night, we went to our room. And I swear to God, we had sex at least an hour and a half. Could have been longer, but an hour and a half. And when you have that much, and I hadn't had an orgasm that whole night, and just like lots of fucking and edging. So when you have that much edging, and then like an hour and a half or the sex, it was like I thought that my screams were going to bring the house down. It was so crazy. Have you ever been fisted? No. Oh. Mm -mm. So I don't know on the CERN show where they talked about, I mean, it's not the medical term, but they called it the pussy bone because my pelvic bone um, dips lower than most people. And I have that kid. And we, apparently if you do have a lower pelvic bone, you have a kid, it can break. They don't have it anymore. Um, so it's like, it's not just like flesh that can move. Mm -hmm. There's like also bone and I can like, I am known to, when I'm on top, like I can take the head of a dick and I can move it kind of back and forth across my pelvic bone and on the tip. It's just like going like this on the tip while he's inside me. So all that being said, it's very hard to do like um, two dicks in the vagina or um, a fist. That would not fit at all. I'd break my bone down there. So this is the last question in the sex survey. Since this is anonymous, which obviously it's not, but <laughs> when the survey was conceived, the people were anonymous. But since this is anonymous, what is your biggest sexual secret? Hashtag no judgment. I hate to break it to you, but I was on the Starn show and we had a Twitch show and on OnlyFans. I tell everything. I don't like, I mean... That's kind of just who I am. I've just said everything. That is our friend. Her name is Caitlin Hatley, and she's been our guest tonight, and she has given us just a tiny peek inside the mind of her sex. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I hope you had a great time. I really did. This was so much fun. Are you ready to share your unique experiences and help others feel accepted in their own sexual journeys? Then we want you to be a guest on Inside the Mind of Sex. Our podcast is a safe and open space to discuss all things related to sexuality, and we want to hear from you. If you're 18 or older and interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to us at guest at insidethemindofsex.com. That's guest at insidethemindofsex.com. Let's start a meaningful conversation together.